You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Coming to you live from Tuscaloosa, as LSU has done it, they have knocked off that elephant in the room, the monkey on the back. They've beaten Alabama for the first time since 2011. They beat the Crimson Tide 49-41 Saturday night. Uh, well, Saturday night was when the game ended, but just an unreal football game. I'm Billy Ambody. With me to break it down is Shea Dixon. Shea, this was, uh, it, it, it just was one of those games that looked like a blowout was coming, but it just turned into just such a classic. Yeah, I mean, you knew it wasn't going to – and Bama wasn't going down like that without a fight or without coming back. They're way too talented, uh, too well coached for that to happen. They made some halftime adjustments uh, and, and obviously battled back into the game. But uh, let's keep it on LSU. I mean, how impressive were they right out of the gates, as you said, to make it even look like it could be a blowout, to be up 20 points on Bama at halftime after scoring none last year. And I thought Orgeron summed it up well after the game. You throw in the right coaching staff. Uh, the belief in the team, Joe Burrow, Clyde edwards Ealer, these receivers, the def- Dave Aranda sticking around, the defense playing as they did, uh, a freshman in Cade York stepping up and hitting some 40-yarders, uh, and just kind of the will to win. And, and it was the perfect storm for them, and they're 9-0. and And, uh, boy, they've got a, a front-row driver's seat to the SEC West uh, title and into Atlanta, which we haven't been able to say since 2011. Yeah, just an unbelievable performance by Joe Joe Burrow. But I want to start with somebody that is getting a lot of love, of course, because of the way he played. But I think this means a little bit extra to him. Uh, Clyde edwards Larry, super emotional after the game. Got to talk with him. He had a big, long embrace with his family on the sidelines afterward. Uh, he, I thought, was the difference, I think, in this game. And you mentioned it um, right before kickoff, the battle of the running backs, Najee Harris and, and Clyde edwards Delaire, you kind of piggybacked off me off the pod, but uh, the preview pod, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you're a smart man. Smart man. Uh, Clyde edwards Delaire, he was he was outstanding. They moved him all around, and he carried the ball, and, and, and was just so impressive. Yeah, you know, I thought after the third quarter when LSU was scoreless and Bama had that comeback, they rode Najee Harris, and it made you immediately think, man, where's Clyde? You know, he wasn't around in the third quarter. He was so great in the first half. And then obviously in the fourth quarter, he had that big catch on the sidelines where, you know, Joe threw it away very quickly and he caught it and got the first down. And then uh, he gets the first down at the end of the game to seal it. And boy, for a kid like him, a junior who's played behind Darius Guy since he was in middle school to finally have his spotlight and his moment. And he's lived up to it. I mean, he's one, he will go down in the history books as one of the best running backs to ever play here because of what he's done so far this season. Yeah. and and. You know, look, he's he's helping himself if he does decide to go into the NFL draft after this year with a performance like that as well. Just so versatile. Another player that helped himself even more than he already has so far this year. LSU's, I mean, is it too early to just call him the Heisman Trophy winner? Joe Burrow, incredible. Orchestrated just such a borderline perfect night for, for LSU offensively outside of that, that strip kind of sack interception that, that fell into the hands of the Alabama defense there. But um, just what an outstanding performance by Joe Burrow once again. Yeah, I mean, he was he was special. I mean, you look at uh, the stats, and he he didn't even throw an incompletion until, uh, I guess it was kind of nearing halftime, but 31 of 39, 400 yards basically, three TDs, 
Uh, no picks. He had the one where it was batted out of his hand. They didn't call that an interception, uh, even though it was cleanly caught. But it just, I mean, from him evading tacklers, I mean, how many sacks did he get out of tonight? How often did he keep plays alive? And um, Orgeron was asked after the game, Billy, that about did you have some stuff? Were you saving these Burrow runs, you know, these designed runs? And, and they had a big one at the end that Insmere called, uh, Orgeron said that Insmere called that one at the end where, uh, he kept it and got the first down, obviously, and, and then Clyde scored on the next play, or I guess maybe within the next couple of plays, I'd have to go back and watch. But point being, he was so – he was everything that we he's been all season. And for him to do that against Alabama in that atmosphere, he is not just the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. He's beginning to run away with it. And when you look at Ole Miss, Arkansas, and A&M, three teams that are not better than LSU, you would have to think that right now he is the guy to beat without a doubt. He should have a pretty comfortable lead on it. Yeah, let's let's go back a little bit. What were your kind of thoughts when things started to shift, the tide, so to speak, started to turn? And it happened actually right at the when it, when I was sitting in the stadium and Bama was down. I think inside, like right at the one yard line. I think they got down to the one. They had ended the quarter, and they the place was just absolutely rocking. I thought that there was a chance that this one could be one of those that slipped away. But the resolve of this team to answer the bell time and again after Alabama challenged them all the way to the finish. I mean, gosh, Devontae Smith for the 85-yard uh, touchdown reception. I mean, Louisiana native just doing absolutely uh, – having an absolute huge day for the Tide. But every time they got close, Joe Burrow and that offense just stepped up, answered the bell, and and uh, I thought it was just such a uh, impressive way for this team, which – you know, not these guys, but since 2011, they have not beaten Alabama. And to overcome that, sometimes it's difficult, but they were excellent answering the bell every time Alabama threw something at them. I mean, you go back to the Texas game. They did it then. Auburn, they did it then. Florida, they did it then. When they've been in these kind of crunch spots where they've been tested, look, nine games, they've had four top ten wins, and in all four of those games, they needed they got punched in the mouth, and they needed to find a way to answer. And for them to do that on the road tonight, I thought was impressive. I loved that kind of they kept their foot on the gas and that they continued to try to just do what they do, move the ball through the air, feed Clyde from there. Uh, and I thought that really stuck out to me. So, yeah, this was their ability to kind of weather that storm was one of the more impressive things tonight because when you get up by 20 and you haven't beaten Bama since 2011, you're thinking, I can only imagine what's going through their heads of how do we hang on. And, and then you see them strike back. Uh, like they did, and, and even there at the very end when Tua hit Bonta Smith, one play, 80-something yards, boom, it's back to a six-point game. Uh, and for LSU to just kind of keep buckling in, get your first down with Clyde and kneel out the game, I thought that they just showed the resiliency that we knew they had, but to put it together in that environment sort of ups the level of confidence you have in what this team can do. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, gosh, you just look at so many plays from the Patrick Queen interception before the half, I mean, just massive on so many levels. Uh, that that play and, and obviously Burroughs passed a uh, Clyde right after that for the touchdown to go up, you know, 33-13 at the half, unbelievable. Uh, like we we could break it all down every every single moment that they were able to just come back and and kind of settle down and go make plays and go win a ball game. But overall, Jay, I mean, I think they're the number one team in the country in the next college football playoff, and we're we're going to talk more about that later on, uh, you know, after the weekend, but. This this team just right now looks looks like a national championship type of team to me. I mean, certainly they look like a team that's going to be able to get to Atlanta. Uh, they've got a, a one game cushion now on Bama and, and the rest of the SEC West. Now that they've 
rolled through to this point and, and have the team still in front of them, obviously you're not going to be battling for the West. So that's impressive that we were talking about getting back to Atlanta and, and then everything's in front of you. Look, you win in Atlanta and you're no doubt a one or two seed in the college football playoffs, depending on what, uh, you know, Ohio state and these other teams do down the stretch. Uh, but regardless for them to be in this spot, how we, we haven't done this since 2011 where we've been able to talk after a game about how LSU season's not over and that they're in the driver's seat at that at 9-0. and So impressive. I mean, Bama is a great team. They are a dynasty. They have a great quarterback who's getting drafted in the first round. They have players all over the field. But LSU took advantage tonight. And as Orgeron said, he got on that plane and told them, we're going to win. And I've never told you all that before a game, but you're not that. He said, you're the better team. And I haven't told you that before any of these games, but I believe it. And I thought that was evidence tonight. I thought they were better defense, and, and on offense, they were able to outscore them. And credit to all the coaches involved in this one. Uh, I was talking with uh, Justin, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, after the game, and he said, look, we've been, we've been game planning for Bama since the spring. They were putting in install stuff for this game. So if you think about that and what they were able to accomplish, and Ed talked a lot about not building up this game, and I think going back to the spring preparation that Jamar talked about, Yes, you're placing an emphasis on it, but you're also giving it to them in bits and pieces, which kind of just lets you feel like maybe you've been preparing for it all along, that it's not this whole one, well, two-week kind of build-up. And I just thought everybody just handled it incredibly well. Great great play calling on the offensive side of the ball. The defense made enough plays to have them you know, in the game, and I thought they harassed Tua Tungvaluwa a good bit as well at times. And so um, just a just a great win, and, and we'll, have, we'll have plenty more – uh, to talk about this one, Shay, but but it's just a classic. It was a classic, man. It was it was fun to to watch. It's been fun to cover this team, and um and you could tell, Billy, we we could tell leading up to these two weeks, they didn't seem phased by this, and no player on this team had ever beaten Alabama before tonight. But uh, they'll carry a lot of confidence out of this game, knowing that they're one of the best teams in the country. No question. Well, that'll do it for us on this LSU and seven. We went a little bit long, but that's okay. It's been eight years since. LSU beat Alabama. We can go a little bit longer, but uh, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. If you're listening on your drive back to Baton Rouge, safe travels, don't party too much over this one as LSU defeats Alabama 49-41 in Tuscaloosa for the first time since 2011 to move to 9-0 on the year. Up next, they'll face Ole Miss before taking on Arkansas and Texas A&M to round out their regular season schedule. I'm Billy Umbody, Shay Dixon. Thanks for joining me. On the other side of this break, guys, we are done with the podcast, but if you want to hear Joe Burrow's full audio press conference, you can hear that on the other side of the break from the Go 24-7 podcast. Hope everyone has a great rest of the weekend. We'll catch you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, 
live only on Netflix. Everybody coming back, and you know, I just can't say enough about the work we put in this offseason. You know, you don't see a lot of teams go from where we were offensively last year to where we are this year, and you know, we just have a lot of tough, I mean, like tough people who work very hard this offseason. Joe, everybody that I've talked to that's talked to you said you envision this kind of moment. This is what you made this decision for. Yeah, I mean, this is why I decided to transfer. I wanted to play. I knew I could play on this stage. And, you know, I got great people around me, great coaching staff, great, great program all around. And I can't say enough good things about my offensive line tonight. You know, they, they have a really good defensive line. They had uh, a pressure practice that, you know, we hadn't seen a lot of this year. And, and they did so so well for me tonight. Joe, them putting you on their shoulders, what was that moment like? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was pretty special, you know. Having these guys embrace me the way they have. Just some, some quarterback from Ohio that came in last June for the season and, and the way they've embraced me, I can't say, you know, it's, it means a lot to me that this entire program has embraced me in the whole state as well. Ed, Ed was saying on Monday, he told y'all that y'all were the better team. I mean, approaching that through this week and him telling you that, what did that do for y'all as a group and for you personally? You know, I think we all knew it. We, we, you know, we worked really hard this offseason and, and, you know, I think we have a great team. Our defense really stepped up today, and I, I, I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but I just can't say enough good things about, about this program. You, you didn't grow up with this. I mean, when do you think you kind of realized how much this this game means around here? I mean, I grew up watching football, so LSU Alabama was always you know hard nosed matchup I enjoyed watching. Uh, you know, so this was just such a great night for us. But you know, one thing I want to make sure that we know is this wasn't our goal this year. We got, we got more goals ahead of us. This, we, didn't, we didn't go into the season saying we're, we're going to go beat Alabama. And we got we got more things ahead of us. Joe, what, <coughs> what did Clyde's performance mean tonight for you? Catching the ball, running the ball, all those things? You know, we have we have a lot of guys on this offense and on this team that were kind of overlooked. You know, Clyde being 5'8", not everybody won that. Justin Jefferson, two-star recruit, Fad Moss transfer, me transfer. It's just, I think the guys like that are mentally tough. Clyde, you know, he creates such a, a matchup disadvantage for the defense. He can run routes, he run, runs great routes up. I mean, that route he ran in the red zone, that catch that he made was incredible. And then you also have to stop him on the downhill run. He's going to you know, play a long time. Joe, you've been a big supporter of, uh, of Ed since you've been here. You always talk about how intelligent he is. Does this validate what, you, what you've been knowing? I think he's been validating it for three years. You know, the record against top 10 teams record on the road, you know, winning, winning last year's bowl game, winning, winning big games, that's just what Coach O does, he gets us ready. I don't think this proof, you know, probably elevated him to, to another level, but he's improved it his entire time here. So what was you your mindset <laughs> after Alabama cut it to six? There's no panic on the sideline. We, we knew we had to go down and score to win the game, we're probably going to have to score twice. And so, you know, I just went around and, and told my guys, hey, we, we score two more times to win the game, that's exactly what we did. You, you, you said that every defense is giving y'all something different. Did you see anything from Alabama that you know that they didn't expect? Yeah, we knew they were gonna have something. Every team does. You know, they went out and they played dime a couple times. They they had a pressure package that um, was pretty tough for me to see. I got I got a lot of picked up, but they got me a couple times. Um, they, I mean, they you can tell they they 
game plan for us. They played very well in the game. So passing, passing and last to the game in comparison to this one, how you can adjust and how, how uncomfortable throughout this game did you feel um, you know, making plays? I have confidence in our scheme. I have confidence in our coaches. I have confidence in my guys. That's really all that it comes down to. I, I know, you know in one-on-one -on -one situations, my guys are going to make a play. That's all that matters. What did you see on the touchdown pass? Yeah, you know, we have we have a couple, you know, fastball plays that can give defenses struggles and you know, our coach staff does a great job of coming up with those and you know it's it's hard when you, when you go fast and you have you in a bunch of formation, you put different people in different situations and they gotta recognize it very quickly and then get their get their defense called and then see all the crossers and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's all coaching and coach Joe. Was that play instituted this week or something else in part also? <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave that one out. I'll leave that I'll leave that one out. Talk about running the zone read the coach talked about you running the zone read tonight. It's uh, obviously you like to throw but it seemed like you enjoy getting there mixing it up with the run and the pass. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, I enjoy getting hit sometimes makes me feel like a, a real football player instead of a quarterback. People can kind of look down on quarterbacks and they're not taking hits, but you know, I like I like mixing it up in there. Hey Joe, you Joe. said uh, 40, 50, 60 points. How, how rewarding is it to come out and get back on I told you. You believe me. I told you. You, uh, I know you grew up around football, and, and you could care less about individual awards right now, but did you ever dream of one day winning the Heisman Trophy? Obviously, growing up, you know, you watch the ceremony, you watch how much it means to people. You grew up wanting to win that award. But then when, you, when I got to college, you know, I realized team success breeds all the individual awards. That's all that's ever mattered for me, winning games. You know, when my stats weren't great last year, we were winning games. I said the same thing, we're going to say the same thing this year. Joe, at halftime, you guys were blowing them out. Did you expect him to make a comeback? Did you think you should have blown the game open in the third? We knew they were going to come back. That's that's Alabama on the other side. That's not that's Alabama dynasty. <coughs> so we, we knew that we were going to get their best shot in the second half. They came out firing. I, I love how we responded, though. Yeah. Joe, did you enjoy the play calling on those two answer drives where you extended it to two score leads? It was the same as Texas, where they, you know, they really pushed it via Emerson here, via Brady. What's that like as a quarterback that there's faith in those close situations and you're not just <coughs> going to back up? Yeah, I, you know, I got on the headset and I overheard it saying, put the ball in nine's hands. That, that means so much to a quarterback when, when those two guys have, have trust, the two guys calling plays have trust in you to go out and win the game. And I like to think that I've worked. Joe, really, take one more question. Earlier this week, Nick uh, Saban said your ability to extend plays with your feet <coughs> is really underrated about you. We saw that draw the middle, but that's something that kind of <coughs> take extra pride in or work extra on that we don't see. Yeah, absolutely. That's just time in the weight room, you know. Everyone's called me sneaky fast for about 15 years. <laughs> I think everyone knows what that means. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Well,